Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome. You are listening to Mama Mystery. Mama Mystery. But of course. But of course. You probably. You already probably already know, know that because that. you clicked on it. <laughs> I am your host Kelly, and this is my husband slash co-host Austin. Hello, everybody. It's me. Back again with another episode. Before we get into today's episode, a freaky Friday. I want to tell you about a little giveaway we are doing. It's very exciting. I got a question okay. to you, listeners. Oh. Do you like cold, hard cash? <laughs> Hell yes. Who doesn't, brother? Oh, God. Okay, so <laughs> in an, anyway, okay, in an effort to expand our audience, we are doing a $50 raffle. And to enter this raffle, all you have to do is review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Go to Apple Podcasts, search Mama Mystery, give it a five-star review, and make sure you write something for the love of God. That's right. Spotify does not allow reviews, so it does have to be on Apple Podcasts, and it is very important that you actually write something, because otherwise I cannot see it. So if all you do is give us five stars, that's great, and I appreciate that. Thank you, but you won't be entered, because I won't be able to see who wrote it, or who gave it to us. It's the easiest $50 you could ever earn. Literally. It's like so easy. It helps us. It's a win-win-win situation. You could go on there, you could write five stars, and write sexy. And then literally it took you four seconds, if that. You could literally write, Austin's voice just soothes me. If you write, Austin's voice serenades me, it will give you two entries. <laughs> oh my. Okay, so anyway, we will, be, we will be picking the winner on December 23rd. So you have until then to enter. Hopefully that is super clearish. And without further ado, let's get into today's episode. <laughs> Are you ready? To rumble. Are you ready, Austin? I'm talking to you. Born ready. Okay, cool. So we begin in Alsea, Oregon. Oh, I skipped a part. Is this Today. a killing or a kidnapping? <laughs> Today we're talking about the murder of Anna Repkina. Oh, great. Okay. Is she hot? Austin, why I hate that you do this. Why? I hate it. I hate it. Why? Why? <sighs> Who cares if she's hot? She's a human being. No, absolutely. I know. I just like knowing. It doesn't matter. Let's get into the show. We're in Oregon. You need to grow up. Grow up, Austin. Gosh, what an idiot. So anyway, we begin in Alsea, Oregon, okay, on April 17th of 2017 with a man named Russell Sloan. Russell is out walking along the trails of a wooded area near his home. He begins walking up a little off-road when he discovers that what he originally thought to be a prank it appeared to be a woman laying on the ground, face up, with her eyes wide open, just gazing at the sky. It was immediately apparent that she was dead, having suffered from a massive gunshot blast to the head. She was wearing blue jeans, black running shoes, a gray hoodie, and a black jacket. Her legs were stretched out in front of her, and her arms were down at her sides, and one of her blonde hairs was tangled around her finger. He walks up to her, touches her hand, and 
tries to just confirm that this isn't a cruel joke, and he realizes that it's real flesh and bone, so he calls the police. Police arrive immediately. They discover trash thrown around the crime scene. There were old beer bottles, scraps of paper, other garbage, but a few things stood out, like a nearly full cup of Dutch Brothers coffee, a monster energy drink, and a plastic KFC bag that contained food and a receipt from a KFC in Corvallis, which is nearby. The receipt had a date of April 14th, just a few days prior to when this woman's body was discovered. The police try, try finding identifying information on the woman's body, but she has no ID, like no wallet, nothing on her, okay? They do find a tattoo of an EKG with the script, It Beats for You, in cursive. Eventually, they discover that the woman's name is Anna Repkina. She sounds like Repkina sounds Russian. It, yes, you would be right. Anna Repkina was originally from Moscow, Russia. She was 27, smart, very beautiful, intelligent. She loved to travel. She worked for IKEA. She loved cats. And she knew she really wanted to settle down and start a family. But she was newly single after breaking up with her boyfriend of about seven years. So she got on a Russian dating website, which is where she met William Hargrove from Oregon. They started chatting all the time, which evolved into video calls. They had a lot in common. They loved the same music, like they loved rock and roll type of music. They loved traveling, and they would often exchange that, uh, uh, funny memes. Sorry, <laughs> I got a little tripped up there. They exchanged thousands of messages, and their relationship continued to evolve into a romantic one, and they began to dream about her moving to Oregon to be with him. Will was about 26 and worked as a mechanic at a local auto dealership. On his downtime, he would play pool, sing karaoke with his friends. His friends described him as very outgoing, charismatic. He had a big personality and was considered to be a great friend. Will was in the Marines and at one point was stationed in Russia, which was where he began his affinity for all things Russian, including the women, apparently. <laughs> so eventually, Anna would fly to Oregon to be united with Will for the holidays. In December of 2016, she planned her trip to Portland, but accidentally flew into Portland, Maine, instead of Portland, Oregon. It's a big mistake. Big whoopsie. It's like other side of the country. Of the country. <laughs> She eventually made it to the right Portland, and they had a blast for the next 10 days. It was a whirlwind romance, and by the end of the 10 days, Will proposed to Anna, and she said yes. Anna flew back to Moscow and eagerly began planning their fairy tale wedding to the love of her life, Will. Do you think they were really in love? Um, you know, I think that... They don't look like they'd go together. <laughs> oh, you looked them up, yeah. I Googled them. Which, by the way, if you're listening to this, I will have pictures of these people on my Instagram and Facebook page. So, Mama Mystery, if you want to see what these people look like. But, um, yeah, Anna was way out of Will's league, for sure. Will was... Will outkicked his coverage. He just, um, he just looked kind of creepy. Like, I, I don't know how else to describe it. He had, like, really dark circles under his eyes. He just kind of looked like someone who probably... Rarely slept. I mean, all of this sounds like really shallow of me, but I know what happened here. So I'm, you know, talking about how I view this person after already knowing what has happened. So, you know, maybe that's why. But, mm -hmm. but no, Anna for sure was way out of his league. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I do hear about women 
um, from other countries who are eager to come to the U.S. because they want a better life for themselves or sometimes their kids. And then you also hear about men searching for women in other countries because one, maybe they have a tough time finding one locally. And two, a lot of times women from other countries are uh, grown up with like a more strict environment where the women are a little more submissive to men. So some men like find that really attractive and that's why they choose women from other countries. That's interesting. Yeah. So I guess women in the U.S. are just a little too independent for some men. I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T. Do you know what that means? Exactly. Yeah, I'm bobbing my head. You can't see it because you're only listening, but I'm doing it. Yeah, if you could see it, you'd see it. Yeah. So anyway, um, there was one obstacle in their relationship, though, that they would have to overcome. And do you know what that is? The borders. The what? Their visa. Oh, no, no. Citizenship. No. Um, Will had a wife. Oh. Oh, whoopsies. Wah, sorry. Wah, not wah. a wife. I'm so sorry. Not a wife. Oh. I already know it's not a wife. I don't know why I said wife. It's a girlfriend. Either way. I don't understand why you tell a lie in the middle of the episode. Oh, I'm really sorry. Should we just re-record? No. So he, she had a, he had a girlfriend. <laughs> he had a girlfriend named okay. Michelle Chavez, okay? There's She's a problem. She's also going to be on the Instagram, so... Check her out. There's a problem. I don't know how he's reeling in these women because she's not bad looking either, but whatever. I don't get it. Not mine to understand, I guess. In 2015, 33-year-old Michelle was married. So Michelle was married, but just not to Will, okay? She had two kids, but her marriage was more of a stagnant, like, roommate type of situation. Bummer. Her and her husband lived under the same roof, but their relationship was non-existent. Michelle was a mom and was working as a cab driver when she met Will Hargrove in 2015. I guess one night she was waiting at the bar for a customer to call. She just kind of like hung out in her car waiting for someone to need a ride. Mm -hmm. Um, And Will came out. Her first impression, she says, was that he was very short. (laughs) But as he talked, his personality showed through and she became very intrigued by him. They became friends, and eventually a vulnerable and unhappy Michelle Chavez became enamored by Will. She said that he made her feel seen, wanted, and beautiful. So the following year, in 2016, Will rented a spare bedroom in Michelle's house, even while her husband and two kids were still living in the home. They, of course, had no idea that Michelle and their new roommate had a romantic fling going on. He paid $300 a month and paid for his own food. And she promised Will that she would leave her husband, but it would have to be on her own terms. Friends assumed that maybe Will became jealous, which is why he got on the dating website and met Anna. And when Anna came to visit Will at the end of 2016, Anna stayed with him in Michelle's house. He paraded Anna right in front of her. He introduced Anna to Michelle, and Michelle just had to grin and bear it because her husband had no idea that they were, like, involved. So this is just a big old freaking... Drama. Gosh. It's a, uh, what do you call it, a love triangle. That's what it is. It's a freaking circle jerk. Yikes. So when Anna came back in March of 2017, engaged to Will, Michelle said, you can't stay in my house. So Will and Anna had to find an apartment to rent together. They find an apartment in Corvallis. And while Will worked, Anna found interests like working out at the local gym. But behind the scenes, Anna had no idea that Will was still seeing Michelle. So he would split his nights between Michelle and Anna. And when Anna couldn't get a hold of Will, she would try to text his friends asking, like, what the hell is going on? She became very suspicious of him. She came all the way to America Mm -hmm. 
for this Mac Daddy. Yeah, Mac truck. Mac on everything else. I guess. So then later that March, Michelle logs on to Facebook and sees Anna's engagement ring on Anna's Facebook page. She immediately recognizes it as her wedding ring. It's Michelle's wedding ring. So she messages Anna saying something about sharing Will, and Anna is flabbergasted. All she knew about Michelle was that she was a crazy ex-girlfriend, or Will had apparently told Anna that. But see, Anna, or Will was telling both girls the same thing about each other. Playing them like fiddles. Yes. So um, Playing them like harmonicas. Her wedding ring was apparently... Michelle promised Will that she was going to leave her husband. And so she gave Will her wedding ring as kind of like collateral. Like, here, have this wedding ring. Like, I promise I'm going to do it. Here's the proof. Have the ring. And he gave it to another chick. He gave it to Anna. Man, what a weird deal. (laughs) Big yikes. This really sounds like a reality TV show. Oh, it's like... It's like horrible reality TV. Like, you can't even write this. If I saw this, I'd be like, this is for sure scripted. Yeah. It's just insane. So March 25th of 2017, Anna is ready to get married and they're preparing for a simple ceremony on the beach. They stop at a local Walmart so he can pick up his wedding bands. And while he, while he is in Walmart, he's on the phone with Michelle talking about their relationship and he's on security cameras. Then he gets back into the car and they drive to the beach and they meet their two witnesses for their marriage license at the beach. They're waiting for the officiant to arrive when they get a phone call, presumably from the officiant, saying that he can't make it. So they all leave. It turns out, though, Will never actually scheduled an officiant, and he didn't even have a marriage license. He got on the phone with a fellow gamer or someone like from GameStop to pretend like he was yelling at this officiant to tell him how mad he was that he didn't show up. And the whole time, Anna is none the wiser. They end up that night going to McDonald's for dinner. And from the security... <laughs> These guys are finish, real oh, charmer. So sad. Like, oh, girl. What the hell? Aim higher. You guys do better. Like, don't ever let a guy take you to McDonald's for your wedding night. Like, come on. That's horrible. Romance isn't dead. At least spring for, like, Chick-fil-A. Or KFC. <gasps> Ooh, foreshadowing. So anyway... The security footage from that McDonald's shows them pulling up, and you can actually see Anna in the drive-thru sitting in the passenger seat of Will's car in her wedding dress, which is so sad to me. It's so depressing to me. Really depressing. So Michelle finally gives Will an ultimatum and says, you need to make a choice. It's Anna or me. She's not saying anything bad is going to happen to Anna. She's just saying she does not want her around anymore. Will told Michelle that she was his choice and April 18th would be the deadline. Michelle was going to leave her husband and Will was going to leave Anna. Will told Michelle that he tried to get Anna to pack her things and leave, but that Anna refused. So Michelle understands that Anna is just not getting the hint. April 14th, four days prior to the deadline, Michelle is supposed to go to Will's house for dinner, but he texts her and says, you can't come over. Anna is here and she will not leave. He texts Michelle saying, I will have this permanently solved by 1800 tomorrow. But that wouldn't be enough for Michelle. She continued to call and text him. So he turned off his phone. Michelle starts to get a little crazy, leaving him dramatic voicemails all through the night saying things like, I just want to know why, but. 
I'll let you be. Like, it's so dramatic when you listen to them. We have a stage five clinger, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I still don't get it. I don't get it. Meanwhile, the following day, Will is faced with an unexpected collection call from his insurance company. They're telling him if he doesn't pay by tonight at midnight, his policy will cancel and that without insurance, he will lose his loan for his car and that his car will be repossessed. So just after 4.30 p.m., he calls Michelle. He finally gets a hold of her and says he was out on the coast and that he almost hit a deer. He had a flat tire and needed some help. So Michelle leaves her family's Easter celebration to meet her at a local gas station. So family members that were at this Easter dinner recall Michelle being like super sad and just like totally withdrawn and I don't know, just miserable to be around. And then these people all sound like lunatics, to be honest. Yeah. Like it's a bunch of lunatics all like, Oh, it's weird. Yeah. So about an hour later, Michelle arrives at the gas station. She asks him what happened and he tells her that he got into a huge argument with Anna, said some horrible things to her and that she packed up her stuff and left. Michelle gets into Will's car, they drive around, they eventually park and end up having sex in the front seat of his car. He then brings her back to her car and they go their separate ways with Michelle going back to her family's Easter dinner. And apparently when she got back, she was like in just the best mood, (laughs) like her whole world. Cheerio. Yeah, just everything's fixed. Like, how old are you? You're a grown ass woman. You have two kids. You have a husband and you're like... I don't know. I just don't get it. How many times? I just keep shaking my head. Yeah, I don't know. So Will, however, goes to a gas station ATM and withdraws two hundred dollars from Anna's bank account and leaves, but not before crying to the attendant at the gas station about how his girlfriend just left him. This attendant ends up giving him this like long hug, unbeknownst to her. You love that word. (laughs) (laughs) Unbeknownst. I think that's the dumbest word. It's such a weird reaction to just a word. It's just, I, you just, just, never mind. You just hate that word, unbeknownst. It's just a dumb word. Unbeknownst to her, he had just had sex with his girlfriend in the front seat of his Xterra. (laughs) Oh boy. So then Will goes to another ATM and withdraws another $600 from Anna's bank account. Then he goes to another bank and uses the ATM to deposit 160 of that into his own account. He calls Progressive, catches his account back up. He starts texting Anna, please, baby, come back. I'm so sorry for the things I said. April 17th, the day after Easter, Anna Repina's body is found, discarded like the trash amongst her. Police find a receipt in the KFC bag and trace it back to a KFC in Corvallis. The transaction was made by a man named Kevin Thomas. So they reach out to Kevin Thomas and he says, yeah, my brother and I go to KFC like once a week. And they ask, what's your brother's name? And he says, Will Hargrove. (laughs) These two aren't actually related. They were just very close friends. So they considered each other to be brothers. So in the meantime, Will is out spending all the money that he stole from Anna. He's buying huge Lego sets candy and other toys this this guy does not have kids he's buying this for himself he's also searching things about time travel on the internet and begins messaging strangers on whatsapp about how he can go back in time to correct a mistake that his quote best friend made oh my gosh 
He's literally trying to figure out how to time travel. I got the money, buddy. Can you teach me? Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, buddy, I'm, t- I'm serious. I got the money. How, how can you do it? I need to go back to last Saturday. The police are questioning Kevin about Will Hargrove, and he admits to them that Will asked Kevin to borrow something from him, a shotgun, and he still hadn't returned it to Kevin. So they go to Michelle's house, where they believe Will is staying, so that they can talk to him. They ask him about his whereabouts that day and who he was with. He tells police he was with Michelle and that they dumped the trash along the side of a building, specifically the gas station that they met up at. They ask him to come to the station so they can continue questioning, and Will sends Michelle a text that says, quote, picked you up at your mom's, drove to Alcia General Store, and drove back, as if to ensure that their stories would match. At the station, they ask Will about Anna. They ask, what do you know about Anna? And he says, almost nothing. <laughs> Except for our thousands of messages dating back a year ago. Yeah. In Russia. And the fact that we're engaged. And that she has the ring of my other girlfriends. Mm-hmm. So he continues to totally downplay their relationship. He acts like he, like she was this crazy woman who obsessed over him and that he tried to cut her off after she posted on Facebook that they were engaged. Then police get straight to the point and tell him, listen, you're here because we found your trash next to somebody who was killed. And I wish you could go, you could probably find it on YouTube, but his reaction is like the worst acting that I've literally ever seen. He just blinks really fast and goes, I'm sorry, what? Like Like he's he's shocked. Like he's just stunned. It is the worst acting. It's like the, the moment I saw it for the first time, I literally laughed. Jamie Christmas. They bring up that he has inconsistencies in his story and he immediately shuts it down and asks for a lawyer. So at that point, they have to stop questioning and right then they arrest him for the murder of Anna Repkina. Just hours after he is arrested, they bring in Michelle for questioning. She tells them exactly what Will told her to say, but then immediately backtracks and says, okay, that was a little bit of a lie. (laughs) And when they tell her... I'm sorry. I'm only laughing because I'm just like, oh my god, these are grown adults. I just think it's all a zoo. This guy's buying candy and candy and collectibles and Legos, toys. He's an adult. Yeah. Um, They tell her that Will was arrested for murder, and all she says is, "Okay." They call her out for being totally emotionless, but she just says she's numb because this person that she's known forever, she just can't imagine that he would do something like this. But in my mind, though, I just don't, and this is just my opinion, but I don't really feel like, um, I don't really feel like she's completely unaware of what's going on. I think she, like, knows something. So, anyway, once the trial started, the defense tried to pin it all on Michelle. They pointed out that she was the one with the motive to kill her. She was the one with Anna's cell phone after Anna died. And when they traced her phone records, she was pinged at the exact location that Anna died just one month prior to her death. The defense said she took the shotgun from Will Hargrove. But here's the thing. Michelle's DNA nor her fingerprints were found on the shotgun. But Will's was. Also, they traced Will's phone as well. His phone pinged at the location Anna died around the time investigators believed that she was killed. And he called Michelle that day, and Michelle's phone pinged at her mom's where she said she was. 
So the trial took one month. Will Hargrove was found guilty of first-degree murder, identity theft, and two counts of second-degree theft. He was sentenced in January of 2020 to life in prison with the possibility of parole after 25 years. Michelle, however, was never charged in this case. Um, She does say, though, that the scrutiny of this case got so bad that she tried to take her own life. What was the identity theft for? um, Probably impersonating Anna and using her card. I mean, that's my guess anyway. Freaking lunatic. Yeah, pretty wild. And he'll have no parole, right? Uh, He has the possibility of parole after 25 years. So, you know, when you get life in prison with the possibility of parole, that means you go in front of the parole board, ask if you can go on parole, but they can deny it. But you only get that opportunity after 25 years. So he's going to spend, at the very least, 25 years in prison. I just think they're all lunatics. It sounds like a crappy reality TV show. Yeah. And it's real life. And, like, how depressing is it to think that that's really out there? Yeah, that people really act like this. There's people that really live lives like this. Yeah. It's weird as hell. It always amazes me, too, when someone, someone like, kills somebody and then texts them afterwards as if, like, that's going to establish an alibi. Hell, I didn't even know they were dead. See, I texted them. See, I have proof right here, Mr. Officer. I was at the store buying Legos, and I texted her. You're right. That's so convincing. Gosh, it's weird. You're probably innocent. Anyway, that's the story. That was a short and sweet one, only about 25 minutes long. Short and weird one. Short and very weird. Definitely not sweet. Short and bittersweet, I guess. Freaking weirdos. Bittersweet that just. And she's still, Michelle's out there still running around. Yeah, Michelle. Probably listening to this podcast. I always say that. (laughs) I don't think anyone. I always act like the criminals are listening to us. I think they are. Maybe they are. Maybe they're Googling themselves or their cases and they listen to it. Who knows? Well, if you are listening to this, Michelle. Most of them are pretty narcissistic, so I wouldn't be surprised. If you are listening to this, Michelle, I think you're a weirdo. And I think you always have been weird. Yeah. Anyway, that's the story, and we're sticking to it. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Mama Mystery. We'll be back on Monday. Share it. Review it. Win 50 bucks for Christmas. Yeah, there you go. And get out of town. Mama Mystery, out. Bye. mirror cute no that's a samsung galaxy z flip 4 wait it was so tiny but it just unfolded into a full-size phone wow she's only gone and popped it on the side and took a selfie totally hands-free nice would you look at her now she's watching a movie while getting her hair done i'm well gel flexible design for any situation with the galaxy z flip 4 a serious flex